served with hoorah. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Hello and welcome to this week's Bad With Money mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week's Wednesday episode was about paying to date with author and my Just Between Us podcast co-host, Allison Raskin, and with the Smart Dating Academy founder, Bella Gandhi. That's right, I'm an ally. I had two straight women on the show to talk about dating. Thank you so much. Um, I assume my check is in the mail. On today's show, we are going to cover Discord comments about check resequencing and expansion on one of last week's tweets that I highlighted. I'm also going to read two Apple reviews and then we're going to hear some voicemails. Oh my God, we have a just a lovely backlog of voicemails. Okay, and next I'm going to read an email about our Girl Boss episode with Koa Beck, one about resources for vegans, an Instagram message about PSLF, public student loan forgiveness, and more. So let's read these Discord comments. So this is a comment that someone left on the Discord, which, not to brag, is popping off always. And yes, I understand what a millennial I sound like by saying popping off. But this person was talking about checks and how a lot of times debit resequencing is done at banks in order to make sure that they get the most overdraft fees from you. So this person was saying, someone recently was supposed to pay me and decided to use a check, but I just noticed that the check I deposited about a week ago didn't clear. Now, I don't think banks should be penalizing people for low balances slash insufficient funds, but I really don't think I should get charged when the check I'm depositing doesn't clear. Agreed. Thank you for that clarification. Yes, I completely agree with you. And that is an excellent point to add to the whole conversation. So thank you. Uh, the next comment is about a tweet that I talked about last week, which was talking about how you can borrow money against your retirement and pay the interest back to yourself instead of a bank. So this person said, it's not as completely straightforward as the tweet made it seem. The reminder to roll over slash carry forward retirement accounts if you've changed jobs was super on point here, even if you didn't mean it. When I borrowed from my 401k, I had four separate 401ks that I needed to finish merging before I could borrow from my active one. And that process took weeks. I didn't get the final check in the mail until literally the last possible day when I had to put up all that same money to close on a house. Ooh, you lucked out. They say so. I was lucky I worked with a local broker who was willing to be patient with me and put a little of her own faith and trust into the belief that these things would all work out. I have a hunch Rocket Mortgages et al. would not have been as sanguine about the proposal that I'd get a loan from them, but not have any hard proof that my collateral added up until the day of. That is extremely stressful. But yes, it looked like it all worked out for you. Um, With my partner and I purchasing our cabin in the fall of last year, Uh, It was definitely not something that we were given till the day of to get together. So um, perhaps working with a local broker is actually maybe a a good idea. Okay, so now I'm going to read two Apple reviews. They are five stars. If you leave a five star review, I will read it. This is five stars from Please None. Learn things and be entertained. I love this podcast. I love the themes of the last few seasons. It's been awesome to watch Gabby's views and values evolve. It's about money, sure, but it's about so much more. Because let's be real, money touches everything. P.S. I live for Conspiracy Corner. Learning about socialist financial ideas from a fellow skeptic is thrilling. Thank you so much. I'm glad somebody likes Conspiracy Corner. 
I also do Conspiracy Corner on my other podcast, Just Between Us. Um, and it's basically just me thinking that everything is connected and set up against us. You get it. Conspiracy Corner. This is a five-star review from Reggie and Zach, and it says... Hi, Gabby. I recently discovered your show via recommendation from a colleague. He said I might enjoy it. I do. And happened to mention that the host, a.k.a. you, is queer, too. This was my first time being called out as queer because I use they, them pronouns. Hey, so do I. Anyway, back to the review. I've been wrestling with my gender identity ever since and probably expectedly long before I started using my preferred pronouns. Anyway, from a recent certified CFP professional, a.k.a. me, I do enjoy listening to your show. Thank you so much. Those were two amazing reviews. Um, if you want to leave a five-star review, please do. Okay, now we're going to hear a voice memo from Amanda, which is about our Corporate Pride episode. So let's get into it. Hi, Gabby. This is Amanda. Um, I'm calling after hearing your Corporate Pride episode, which was really cool. I loved your guests. <laughs> um, I did want to throw one thing out there that I thought was positive. Um I know you're talking about like different companies and whether they're actually standing up for their employees the same way they're like promoting pride. Um, And I will say I work for Bank of America, which is funny that you mentioned it specifically. Um, I'm sure they're far from perfect. Like it's a capitalist hellscape. I don't know where they give their money. I'm sure there's a lot of shady shit going down with them. But I will say as an employee, they are very forthcoming about wanting us to feel included and, you know, making sure that LGBTQ people, queer people are not only accepted, but respected for who they are. They actually, um, when they have those harassment videos that you're supposed to watch, they include misgendering and um, dead naming in the list of things that you're like not supposed to do. (laughs) Um, And they have these little workshops too, I guess, for like allies. Um, Like there was definitely a session called Bisexuality 101 and I was like, what? Do I need to take that? But um, (laughs) anyway, they also do offer medical care. Like I have friends who either have gotten or are getting gender affirming surgeries. And I mean, I don't think they're like fully covered, but it goes a long way toward the like insane costs of them. I'm not trying to go to bat for them. Like I just think after having worked in places where, you know, it's a small company and the CEOs are not great people. (laughs) Um, It is just nice to know that I can exist somewhere as a queer person and not be victimized because of that. Um, Anyway, I'm definitely following that podcast (laughs) uh, that your guest hosts after that. Thanks. I love different opinions. Very good voicemail. Thank you, Amanda. I think these conversations are nuanced. I will not go to bat for Bank of America, but someone has to. And I know that you said you weren't doing that. I just mean... It's good to hear different opinions and um, and to hear from someone who actually works there. So thank you. Uh, now I'm going to read an email about our girl boss episode. And then if you're wondering, are there more voicemails? There are. So this is an email from Stephanie and it says, hey, Gabby, love the show. Have listened to it for years. Was definitely great at helping me unwrap some of my baggage around money. And I've learned tons. Just listen to the Girl Boss episode and I have all the thoughts. I will spare you in a thousand word email or try to. I am a black straight cis woman who works as a manufacturing engineer at a household name automaker. I am also almost always the only woman or person of color. I am on a team of 15 and I'm the only woman. In my 10 plus year career, I have had one black female boss. I have worked for multiple Jims and Jameses. (laughs) Wow, I love that. 
Now, it's no secret that there's a dearth of women or underrepresented minorities in engineering, and there are definitely initiatives around developing women. But like your guest mentioned, they are often from a white feminist perspective that basically says the way to advancement is to be like the white men. I have been in many mentor-mentee programs where I'm told I just need to be clearer that I want a raise, promotion, stretch assignment, etc., and that is why I have not received any of these. There is definitely an old boys club aspect to the industry where white males are groomed. I also have noticed that there is an old girls club, for lack of a better descriptor, where a white woman in power will often groom a younger white woman as well. With so few black employees, male or female, in leadership, black employees often get lost. Stephanie, I already love this email. Thank you so much. Also working for multiple Jims and Jameses, I feel that I have had multiple bosses named Chris and no black female bosses. Stephanie continues, I wear my hair in an afro. I went gray early and have a white streak in the front. Out of the few black women I do work with, very few of the black women wear their hair natural. I see a lot of wigs, relaxed hair, and weaves. Now they all say they love my hair as it is. I sense some of this is to conform with white professionalism standards. We do not officially have a dress code, but the work environment, even somewhere kind of casual like manufacturing, is definitely coded white. One last thing, my company is global and I do notice there's some more gender parity outside the US. My larger department team is based out of North America and I noticed almost all the managers in Mexico are female, while all the US managers are male and almost all white. I do not know if there's more of an active push in Mexico or different cultural standards, but I find it telling. If you do read this on air, feel free to edit as needed. Thanks for the awesome show, Stephanie. I love this email. Thank you so much for your perspective. It adds so much to what Koa said. I really, really appreciate you talking about being a black woman in manufacturing and the ways in which the mentor-mentee programs have let you down. Uh, And I hope that someone listening to this who is in a position of power will hear this email and think about the ways in which they mentor or promote or give resources to employees. So this is an email from Jennifer, and it recommends a few vegan podcasts that I'm going to share the links for below. But basically, they wanted to talk to me about a podcast called Veggie Doctor Radio. Um, I'm not going to say anything more because they had some criticisms, but I will give you the links that they think were maybe a little bit more insightful. So I'll put those in the description below. The episodes are called Food Apartheid and Food Justice. One is called Black Veganism and one is called Weight Stigma is Deadly, which I think was a great episode, actually, the last one. So uh, I'll put those in the description. But thank you so much, Jennifer, for giving me more content to share. Now let's listen to a voicemail from Kate. Hey, Gabby. Kate from Los Angeles, California. She, her. Um, I have gone to uh, Tijuana in order to get uh, whatever generic Xanax they sell right across the border. And I got it for shockingly cheap. And I was not even being sketchy. I did have a Xanax prescription. It's just that our freaking health system is horrible. And uh, I also have a lot of uh, pet insurance stories and I can go into detail, but I don't have time on this message. But the main thing I uh, would say is I encourage everyone to get pet insurance because it saved me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on pet rats. That is incredible. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. I love it. I just saw the cutest video of a pet rat, by the way, recently, where the rat was like carrying their babies into the arms of the 
of the owner um, and like bringing the little babies. It was so cute. Anyway, um, so yes, thank you for this voicemail. We are going to do an entire episode about medical tourism. I know you were talking about um, going to Tijuana to get Xanax. We're going to do an entire episode uh, specifically speaking to someone who works with medical tourism in Mexico and then also uh, someone else who has experienced medical tourism and gone to the Middle East for medical tourism. We are also going to do a full pet insurance episode. Don't you worry. So Kate, if you want to email a voice memo to Gabby is bad with money at gmail.com. You have all the room in the world to say what you want there. Uh, but thank you so much for your voicemail. And we're going to do a whole episode expanding on both of those things. So I really appreciate you calling in. So here's a voicemail from Lena. Hi, Gabby. It's Lena. And I'm calling because I'm considering withdrawing a bunch of money from my 401k and using it to finally pay off my credit card debt. I know it's frowned upon to do that because of penalty fees and taxes and whatnot, but it's hard not to think short term in this late stage capitalist society. I mean, why not free up my finances now? Would I be a total idiot if I did this? I'd love to hear your advice. Thank you. I, okay, first of all, first of all, I never say anyone is an idiot and I never would. I don't believe in that language when it comes to helping people with money. You can listen to my Susie Orman episode where I tell her that I don't think it's helpful to call people stupid. So I would never say that to you, Lena. I personally would not do what you're doing. I think if there is a way for you to consolidate your loans and get a lower interest rate, that might be nice. But I don't think it is worth the penalties. I don't think it's worth paying taxes on it. Like, I just, the idea of you doing that made me uh, like have a body reaction of like, no, I'm not an expert. I just, I gotta think there's a better way. I would recommend loan consolidation. I, I think it's always better to have cash on hand than to worry about debt. I think like if you pull this out and you pay your debt, you're kind of back at zero, but you don't have the money that you've invested and I think it's always better to hold on to investments long term. So I don't know. It just made me really nervous. I, I don't think you're an idiot because I get where you're coming from. I I can't tell you what to do. I personally would not. I personally would not. But I'm not you. But I, I if you're asking multiple people, the Gabby vote is no. <laughs> okay. I uh, am going to read an Instagram comment that we received uh, from Che, and it says, Hi, Gabby, I'm Che, an alum from a similar Columbia grad program as Layla. Layla is someone who wrote in a while ago talking about public servant student loan forgiveness. Che says, I could say a ton, but what I'll say as a first-gen graduate student is that prior to selecting the school, no one had a conversation with me about the reality of how much it would cost me for the rest of my life. And I mean that literally. I am in the public servant loan forgiveness program, but I've already spent about nine years paying tens of thousands back and haven't even made a tiny baby dent into what I owe. If Layla can make the scholarships work, then go for it and enjoy being there. But if it does not make short-term and long-term financial sense, pick another program. Do I believe that Columbia's name alone has opened doors for me? Yes. Do I also believe I could have had the exact same jobs and done every single thing I've done since graduating without picking the school and having to wonder if I'd die before paying the hundreds of thousands of dollars back that I owe? Also, yes. Thank you, Che. I think that is great advice for anyone thinking about taking out a lot of loans for college. 
I'm going to read this comment, which is a criticism of me, but I, I found it interesting and I'm wondering if other people agree. This person said, just in a sweet little Insta DM, Hi, the only reason why I'm writing this is because I really love your podcast. I find it a bit frustrating and difficult to understand your mailbag episodes because you go through subjects too fast. This person basically likes the podcast when it is long form, but has a problem with how fast I speak in the mailbag episodes. I have been told I speak fast before. If that is something that a lot of you feel strongly about, I'll consider it. But um, largely, this is how I talk. It's also going to change rapidly as I spend more time on testosterone. So we're on a real journey with my voice and the way I speak. But I just wanted to say that I do acknowledge that I speak fast and I don't apologize. Anyway, I have a show on AMP every Wednesday. If you want to hear me speak fast for a whole goddamn hour, uh, I am on an app called AMP. It's a show called This Week in Gay. And I talk about gay stuff and gay history. And I spin some gay tunes. And I also have guests. So coming up, I want to say again, we are doing an episode about pet insurance. That's going to be just an episode of me reading your experiences. I'm very excited to do that. If you have more experiences, please send them in. But we have a bunch And if you want to send in voicemails or voice memos about it, that would be cool, too, because we have a lot of emails. I also want to let you know that we have an episode about medical tourism coming out soon that I'm very excited about. People have written in about it, um, and the episode will be forthcoming. I would love to hear from you more. Be sure to send me an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of these will be listed in the episode description. Leave me a five-star Apple review, please. And don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Yes, I talk fast, okay? Thanks, love you, bye! Done.